difficult uh, session of lessons and units that I've always challenged adults to think about going through because it's a lot of Bible memorization and it's a lot of reading and um, just very, very proud of her hard work. She actually was one of those that came from behind and uh, she had to make up some work because there was, you know, between COVID and between different things going on, there was times that uh, she just couldn't be here. And uh, she's kind of an active girl. She does a lot and it wears me out for her to tell me about it, but she does a lot in her extra time. And so I'm very, very proud of her for having the tenacity to just go after it and say yes. And of course I have to brag on Carrie and Randy as well because they got her here and uh, they did a lot at home with her too. Amen, Randy, God bless you, brother. Amen. <laughs> it does take a village, it does. I also want to recognize Bailey Briscoe. She's not here with us this morning, but um, she's one of the first at Lone Grove since I've been here. Uh, and I've got to recognize, actually probably the person I do need to recognize is, is Christy Briscoe because um, we do not offer a friends program here because after they honor star, they, they go right into the youth program. Well, um, Christy and Bailey talked about it and they decided that they wanted to go on to the next level of girls ministry, which is the friends program, uh, sixth, seventh and eighth grade. And I said, well, I don't have really have a class for that on Wednesday nights. And she said, can I teach it to her at home? Hello? Can I teach it to her at home? Wow. And so they have been doing this, um, these units and this whole session at home. And whew, Christy, God bless you. Because that takes a lot, but also, yes, it does. It does. And I'm also leaving out an important part that she homeschools too. So she made it part of her homeschool program. Hallelujah. Yes. And so um, we will honor her as well. But she will be um, being recognized at the district level as well in Oklahoma City uh, for being a Friends graduate. And it's kind of a neat thing. So um, if you can make plans to be there, uh, it's a really neat thing where they honor the stars and then the friends and then the girls only. And then I'm going to go ahead and brag on her a little bit more because she not only wants to graduate with friends, which she'll do in August, but we've already ordered the girls only curriculum and she's going to go further with uh, the girls ministry. So very, very proud, very proud of you, Christy. And I'll tell Bailey she did good too, but I'm very proud of you. Okay. I'm ready to have church. Are y'all ready to have church? Yes, I know, please stand to your feet. I know that the uh, youth just got back from missions trip. I see your bags, I see them, I see them. Um, the youth just got back from their missions trip and I know that they've had church all week and I'm very, very proud of them for that. Um, and so they're really gonna be the loudest today, like that's any different. But anyway, um, we're gonna just really, Let's go after it this morning. I, he deserves all the glory and all the honor. He does. Uh, God, we just give you all of our attention this morning. We give you all of the worship this morning. Lord, you are worthy and only you are worthy. You, God, have done great things and we say thank you for that. Meet us here right now. Lord, meet us here right now. Lord, your Holy Spirit, lead, guide, and direct. We must have you. We can't do anything without you. Lord, bless this time of this meeting together, and we'll say thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, men, would you come up, please? 
God, we thank you for this offering, Lord. You bless it and use it as you see fit. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Shout out your praise, God. Yes. 
morning in your presence, Jesus. We're going to sing this new song. We were just going to practice it this morning, but the platform got a little excited, so if we mess up, y'all will know anyway, right? There's honey in the rock, water in the stone, manna on the ground, no matter where I go. I don't need to worry now that I know everything I need, you've got this honey in the rock. For the living will, only you can satisfy. Sweetness at the mercy seat, I've tasted. It's not hard to see. Only you can satisfy. This honey in the rock. This honey in the rock. Yes, there's honey in the rock. There's honey in the rock. Oh, yeah. Freedom where the spirit is. Bounty in the wilderness. You will always satisfy. There's honey in the rock. Water in the stone. Manna on the ground. There's honey in the rock, purpose in your plan, power in the blood, healing in your hand. Started flowing when you said it is done. Everything you did is enough. There's honey in the rock. There's honey in the rock. I keep looking, you keep finding, you keep giving, keep providing. You are all that I need And I keep praying, you keep moving I keep praising, you keep proving You are all that I need. 
morning for that honey in the rock. Father, we thank you this morning for those gifts, God, that you promise and you provide, God. If we just keep looking, God, you'll just keep providing, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, that's a hard one to follow. Oh, gosh, we'll do this one. Go ahead. Miracle in the words. Jesus, 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 we love you this morning. Father, we thank you this morning for your presence. Hallelujah. And some may say it's hopeless. They must have never met my God. And some may say it's over, but it was finished on the cross. And some may say it's broken, but the healer's in the room. Say it's hopeless, but I know God's about to move. God's about to move. And there's a miracle in the works. Yes, there is. I can feel. Oh, I can feel it God. There's revival in the church. Yeah. Oh, I believe it. 
made a highway through. And some may see a mountain, but we've seen a mountain move. And some may see a graveyard, but we've seen his empty tomb. Some may see a battle, but I know as a
stop right there. Father, you are a miracle this morning, God. Father, we anticipate great things in this service today, God. Show us your glory, Lord, in this place. Father, release your miracles in our presence, God. Father, open our eyes to see new revelations, God. Open our eyes this morning, God, to see new visions of you, Lord. Open our ears, God, to hear your word, Father, your voice, God. And open our hearts, God, to be receptive. Father, we love you this morning, and we just want to honor you in this place, God. Have your way in this service, Lord. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Go ahead, Pastor. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. As we lift our voices to give him praise, worship is the atmosphere that he visits. Where he is, there will be miracles and signs and wonders. Where he is, there is miraculous healing. Where he is, there is divine intervention. Where he is, good things happen. Dead bodies are raised up. Blinded eyes are open. The lame walk again. The deaf hear. And the dumb speak. Where he is, there's miracle signs and wonders. Surely he is here this morning. Surely he is in this place today. Surely he is here for good today and not bad. I believe in his miracle working power and I believe it's still available this morning. There are those who have walked in the door today who are in need of a miracle. There are those who have walked in the door today who need God's divine touch. My brother Alan's mama, Sister Betty, many of you know her, many of you love her, many of you have have got to spend time with her. She's in a very serious place right now. That cancer's gotten a hold of her body. But I know a God who's bigger than cancer. I know a God who's able to speak peace in every situation. Little Mr. Connor McDougal this week has been lifelike. Many of you got that prayer request. Many of you know that information. Some of you know who Connor is. Some of you may not. But he's a a 14-year-old boy who who's in a very serious situation right now and needs God's divine touch. He needs a miracle to happen in his body and in his life. There's many others, things that are going on, people who are are sick and struggling. Maybe I didn't mention your particular need, but, but you've got one today. I believe in a God who still hears and a God who still answers prayer. I believe that we're still a Pentecostal people and we're still called to to anoint with oil. We're still called to lay hands on the sick and we're still called to see them lifted up and recover in Jesus' name. So I ask you, if you walked in the door this morning and you need God's touch, you need His miracle working power, you need Him to intervene on behalf of you or a loved one, Brother Allen, I'd ask you to come this morning. But if there's any others today, I want you to get out of where you're at. I want you to line up across the front. We're going to anoint with oil. We're going to pray the prayer of faith right now. Come on. You need somebody to pray for you. You've got a need in your life. Praise God. Now I need some prayer warriors. I need prayer warriors to come. I need people of faith who will come and gather around and help me pray today. Come on. All over this room. 
Some may say it's hopeless. They must have never met my God. And some may say it's over, but it was finished on the cross. Some may say it's broken, but the healer's in the room. And some may say it's hopeless, but I know God's about to move. God's about to move. There's a miracle in the works. Oh, yes, I can feel it. Oh, I can feel it. There's revival in the church. I believe it. Oh, there's a miracle. There's a miracle in the works, yes, God, I can feel it, oh, we can feel you, Lord, there's revival in the church, I believe it, oh, I believe it. There's a miracle in the works. I can feel it. Oh, there's revival. There's revival in the church. I believe it. Reawaken, breath of God, come breathe again. Like the dry bones started shaking, all that died will live again. Oh, the miracle you're making, the beginning, not the end. Eternity is waiting, see your church alive again. Reignite us, reawaken. Breath of God, come breathe again. Like the dry bones started shaking, all that died will live again. Oh, the miracle you're making, the beginning, not the end. Eternity is waiting, see your church alive again. Reignite us, reawaken. Breath of God, come breathe again. Like the dry bones started shaking, all that died will live again. Oh, the miracle you're making, the beginning of the end. Eternity is waiting, see your church alive again. And there's a miracle.
you love them you're glad to see them today but my mouth's big enough to fill the room. There it is. Glory to God. Um, I'm anxious to hear all about their adventures. Uh, some great things happened. Um, I, I, I picked up on a little bit of the conversation this morning, just, just kind of in passing as he was visiting with other people. And I think he's learned some very valuable things this week. And uh, when they do this missions trip again next time, it may not be an entire week. It may just be, you know, a few days long next time. And so, uh, but... 
I think they got into a whole lot of work there, and so, uh, but I'm so proud of you guys and all that you did and, and uh, the way the Lord blessed the week and, and kept you all safe. I only saw one major injury, and I expected the source of that major injury, and so a cut finger was all I saw, right? And so <laughs> he's looking at me, no, Pastor, leave me alone. Man, I love you guys. I'm so glad to be able to share the Word of God with you this morning. I believe for a good day in God's house. I'm, I'm so glad to see each and every one of your smiling faces. Let's dig into the Word today, but before we do, we're going to give Him praise. And so right there where you're seated, would you lift your voice and blend it with me today? And let's just honor our God. Father, again, we love you, we praise you, we exalt you. You're merciful, you're mighty, you're good, Lord. You're faithful from generation to generation. And, and today, God, we're here to, to sing your praise, to celebrate you above all others, God. Uh, we thank you for, for your blessing, the help and the hope we find when we call upon your name. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Let's give him a hand clap of praise together today, please. Thank the Lord. How many would agree with me today when I say that the God that we serve is the God of blessing? God is the God of blessing. Uh, yes, I, I believe today that there's turmoil that goes on in the world, but I also believe today that God didn't save me so that I would have to suffer as I go through this life as well. Yes, we'll face tests and trial. Yes, we'll go through things that slow us down. Uh, sometimes the, the, the things that come our way don't seem as if uh, it, there's any way possible that it could be God's will for our lives. We have an enemy that's out to kill, steal, and destroy. We have an enemy that's out to bring every bit of opposition he possibly can against us. Uh, he'll attack our finances. He'll attack our, our, our physical bodies. He'll attack us emotionally. Uh, he'll come against our air conditioning unit at our house from time to time. Come on. He'll find any way that he can put a burr in our saddle uh, to, to get against us. He'll do everything in his power to, to bring opposition into our lives. But here's the good news I submit to you this morning. As a son or a daughter of the Most High God, it doesn't matter what's going on in the world right now. It doesn't matter if we're up or if we're down. It doesn't matter if we've got or we don't have. It doesn't matter what the situation or circumstance may be. As a child of God, we're still blessed. We're still blessed. We're still blessed today. Hallelujah. Uh, there, there is such an awesome anointing uh, in our mind, in our spirit that comes to our, to our heart when we come to the realization because we're saved, because we're going to heaven, we're blessed today. Amen? Because we're healed by the stripes of Jesus, we're blessed today. We're not orphans. We have a comforter, a paracletos, the Holy Spirit of Almighty God to come along beside of us. We're blessed today. We're above and not below. We're blessed going out and blessed coming back in. Come on, you're blessed today, church. He's still on the throne. Uh, his saving power is still available. His healing power is still available. He's still filling people with the Holy Spirit. He loves you and I, and he wants the very best to happen in our lives today. How many agree with that? Uh, as a child of the Most High God, we should never expect anything less than excellence in our lives. As a child of the Most High God, we should expect God's blessing to be poured out continually. Don't be shocked. Don't be surprised when good things happen in your life because you belong to the Heavenly Father who calls you a son and calls you a daughter. Amen? Yes. I don't know about you today, but, but my mama and daddy, as I was growing up as a, as a wee little puppy in North Tulsa, uh, mom and dad wanted to do good things in my life. They wanted to do good things for my big brother. 
They worked hard. My daddy would work overtime. I can't remember ever taking a vacation as a kid growing up because dad would work and he'd take his vacation pay and we'd spend that on something other than a vacation that our family needed. I remember that so diligently. I remember that so vividly. And the reason why mom and dad worked as hard as they did was so that they could give us something better than what they had. As I matured and grew up and, and had children of my own, I came to the place where I wanted to be able to give my children something better than I had. And so I would work and I'd work overtime and I'd, I'd do everything in my power to give to them and make them more important than me because I loved them and I wanted to bless them and I wanted good things to happen in their lives. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says in Matthew chapter 7, verse 11, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask Him? Come on. If we are people, flesh and blood people, walking around want to bless our kids, how much more does our Heavenly Father want to bless you and I today? Yeah. Come on, our Father in heaven wants to give us good things. He wants you to be blessed going out and coming back in. He wants you to be the head and not the tail. God wants good things to happen in your lives. Here's where the rubber meets the road. God wants to bless you. God wants to do good things in your life. God loves you. God cares about you. God wants you to be above and not below. But friend, God is also a gentleman. God's not going to force his blessings on you. God's not going to force his goodness on you. We must see the goodness of Almighty God and then make up our minds to walk in his blessing. Today I want to focus from the Word of God something that the Holy Spirit's been stirring in my heart. I want to talk to you today about, talk to you about being blessed. Find your Bibles. We're going to the book of Genesis chapter 12 today. Excuse me, I don't normally have water in the pulpit. Sister Vonda made me a glass of hot tea this morning and it burned all the hair off my tongue. And so, anybody ever done that before? It's horrible. Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 4. The Bible says, Now the Lord said to Abram, Get out of your country, away from your family, from your father's house, to a land I will show you. And I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And so Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him. And Lot went with him. And Abraham was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Let's pray. Father, thank you today for your word. God, thank you today for the opportunity to minister it. Lord, it's never something that I take lightly or for granted. God, this is an important time. This is an important word. And I pray, Lord, that there's a, an, an anointing of the Holy Spirit that goes forth. God, I don't want to hurry. I don't want to ramble. I don't want to rush. But God, I want to I speak your word with clarity today. Give us your ears. Give us your heart. And God, leave nothing undone today that you want to do. God, I praise you in Jesus' name. And all of God's people agreed and said... Amen. Please, can we give the Lord a hand clap this morning? Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. I believe that God has called each and every one of us to blessing. I believe God's will and God's desire for each and every life is blessing. 
I, I believe with all my heart today that our Heavenly Father wants the very best for His children. That means blessing over each and every home, over each and every family. What we read here today in the book of Genesis chapter 12 is what is known as the call of Abram. It's very important to point out that, that this was when he was still Abram, not when he was Abraham. This was before he had fulfilled the calling of the Lord. This was before the Lord had changed his name uh, to declare him as the father of many nations. This is just the beginning of Abram's walk with the Lord. It was the beginning of his journey. I find it interesting, though, through the Word that, that the Lord begins with a call or a command, and then He turns that call or that command into a promise. This was the call of the Lord. And what we see in that is that the Lord called Abram, and He called him to prosper and be blessed. He said, if you'll obey what I've called you to do, if you'll listen to my voice, if you'll hearken my words, then you're going to be blessed, and the people around you are going to be blessed as well. Church, can I tell you today that the Lord has called each and every one of us. He's given us a command over and over again through His Word, and I believe it's that we would prosper and that we would be blessed in all that we lay our hands to do. How many agree with that today? But it takes some things on our behalf. We're called to prosper. We're called to blessing. But the absolute truth is God has done His part, but we've got a part to play in that as well this morning. Some people have this mistaken idea that, that God is like this magical genie in a bottle and we just bring him out. We break the glass in case of an emergency. We rub the genie bottle and uh, that's our prayer time. Lord, help me. I'm in a bind right now. We'll lift up our prayers to God when we get in a very serious, sticky situation and we expect him to show up and just instantaneously take care of it. Can I tell you today, if we'd start praying back here instead of praying when the rubber hits the road, it gets really sticky, we'd be a whole lot better off to begin with. The fact of the matter is the Lord loves us and He's called us to prosper and He's called us to be blessed, but, but we need a daily walking, talking, reliant relationship with Him, not just for Him to be our fire extinguisher when the fire gets too hot. The truth is we're called to, to prosper and be blessed, but the truth is there are also some things that, that are required on our behalf. There are some things that it's going to take us walking in in order for that blessing to rest upon our lives. And so there's some things I want to share with you today about what it takes to be blessed. And the first thing I see is this. I believe obedience brings God's blessing upon our lives. Look with me at verse 1 and verse 4. Verse 1, and the word says, Now the Lord said to Abram, Get out of your country from your family, uh, from your father's house to a land I will show you. And then dropping down to verse 4, the Bible says, So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him. Right. Boy, that's pretty simple, isn't it? The Lord said, Get up and go. And Abraham said, I got up and went. I, the Lord said, get up and go. And so Abraham obeyed everything that he told him to do. I thank God today he will honor the obedient. How many believe that this morning? God will bless those who are obedient to him, his will, and to his word. The Lord spoke to Abraham and said, leave your country, uh, your people, everything that's familiar to you, your father's household, and get up and go, and I'll show you where you're going, and I'll tell you when you're going to get there. Boy, that's a, that's a powerful thing to comprehend that Abraham didn't question God. Lord, uh, there's going to be water there to drink. Um, Lord, is there going to be, uh, is there going to be a good fishing spot? 
hey, uh, hey, Lord, is there going to be is there going to be a good deer hunting spot there, Lord? Abraham didn't ask none of those questions. The Bible doesn't depict that Abraham said, hey, Lord, what about? The Bible just says Abraham got up and went where God told him to go. He was completely obedient to what God had told him. And what's the end result? Abraham ended up being blessed, not only Abraham, but the people around him. Come on. He never questioned what God had told him to do or where God had told him to go. Church, I believe with all my heart that true blessing comes from a place of obedience. And not only for us, but for generations to come behind us when we're obedient to the will and the plan of God. Come on. His blessing is going to roll. How many believe that today? Book of Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 1 and 2 says this, Now it will come to pass. If you diligently obey my voice in the, uh, of the Lord your God to observe carefully his commands, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth, and all these blessings will come upon you and overtake you. Why? Because you have obeyed the voice of the Lord your God. Come on. We cannot live outside of obedience unto the voice of the Lord and still expect blessings to flow on our lives. We cannot live contrary to the Word of God. We cannot live contrary to the will of God. We cannot live contrary to the voice of God and live in the blessings of God. If we want the blessings of God to flow in our lives and the lives of the people around us, then we need to be obedient unto the Lord. How many agree with your pastor today? What do we need to know this morning about bringing God's blessing on our lives? Obedience brings that blessing, friend. Another thing I believe will bring God's blessing into our lives, and that's this. God's promise will bring God's blessing on your life. Look at verses 2 and 3. Verse 2 in the Word says, I'm going to make you a great nation, and I'll bless you. I'll make your name great, and you'll be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. How many believe that God, the God that we serve, the God we believe in is the God of promise? He's a promise maker. I am at Lone Grove Assembly this morning, right? He is a promise maker and he's a promise keeper. He is a promise maker and he is a promise keeper. The God that we serve, this book that you brought with you to church today, I pray you brought your Bible with you today. My pastor used to say all the time that not bringing your Bible to church is like trying to go play football without a football. Just don't work. And I know we've got it electronically now. I know everybody's got a cell phone. You can pull it out. But friend, you need to, to have a Bible and you need to wear the cover off that thing. You need to read the Word of God and discover all the promises that God has made to you. I've heard it said before there's over 6,000 uh, different promises. I don't know if that's a high enough number to, to, to really establish all the blessings and all the promises that, that God has promised to his people. But the thing that stands out to me here today in this story is this. When God made this promise, uh, the Lord told him over and over and over again, I will. In fact, five times the Lord said, I will. I will bless you. I will make you a great nation. I will curse those who curse you. I will bless those who bless you. I will, I will, I will. Abram never had to say, Lord, I'll take care of it. Let me do it. Abram never had to say, uh, you know, I'll get people around me and they'll help me with this. 
In fact, he came to the understanding that he could depend upon God to take care of it. Abram trusted God with the promise that God had made before him. Church, I want you to understand today, we don't have to try to do it in our own power, but we can trust God in his promise that he's made to us today. Amen? All too often, I I believe we get in the way of God's blessing. All too often, I think we get in the way of God's promise. Well, I know uh, uh, what's the best for this situation. I I know the best thing for me to do, and so I'm just going to go ahead and do it. And all the time, the Lord's trying to take you down a path. He's trying to take you a different direction. He's trying to do something supernatural in your life, and you cut God off at the pass. Instead of letting God do it, instead of letting God get out of the way, be still and know that he is God, right? Sometimes we just need to chillax. We just need to be quiet. Just, come on, I'm going to get okified. You need to shut up sometimes. We just need to be quiet and let God do it. Instead of saying, oh, God, I'll, I'll take care of that. I, I know exactly what I ought to do. You know what ends up happening when we tell God what we ought to do? Forty years they walked around that wilderness. Forty years they kept going by them same bushes. Forty years they kept going around the same thing over and over. When, when we just back up and let God take care of it, God's a whole lot better about taking care of it than you and I'll ever be. I I want you to understand today, we can do nothing in our own power to cause ourselves to be blessed. If we're obedient to the Lord and we'll trust Him in His promise, I'm telling you, there's nothing that can stop you from being blessed. But when you try to do it in your own power, it's going to lead you to a place of poverty every time. Now, I know there are those that would say, oh, wait a minute, Pastor, I know a lot of blessed, prosperous people who who, who have done it all by themselves. Well, friend, let me tell you today, they might not acknowledge the, the hand of God that was with them. They might not say that it was God that got them to that place of blessing, but the fact of the matter is they wouldn't get out of bed tomorrow morning had God not allowed them to get out of bed tomorrow morning. They might have been blessed by, in the eyes of man, or the things of this world. But you've heard this pastor tell you for over eight years now, the things of this world are rust and they'll rot and they'll blow away. But the things of God are eternal. I'd much rather have the promise of the blessing of God over my life uh, than, than all the riches, the silver, the gold the world has to offer. There's more importance of, of having God's will and God's promise and God's blessing over your life than anything that man can supply you with. How many agree with that today? It was God's promise that took Abram to the place of blessing. But it was Abraham who had, or Abram who had to walk in those promises. He had to trust that God was able to do all that he said he was going to do. Friend, we need to trust that God is able to do all that he said he was going to do. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5 says that we should trust in the Lord with all of our heart. Lean not on our own understanding. And all our ways acknowledge Him and He'll direct our paths. Come on, quit trying to do it on your own. Quit trying to direct your own path. Trust the Lord in His promise over your life. And step back and watch what God does. What will bring God's blessing? Obedience. God's promise. Oh, and once we're obedient... And, and we're, we're walking in God's promise, then we have to have a sense of generosity about us as well. Look with me at verse 3. 
Verse 3 in the Word says, I'll bless those who bless you, and I'll curse those who curse you. And in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. All the families of the earth will be blessed. I'm a believer today, church family, that if he can get it through us, he'll get it to us. Maybe I need to repeat that one for you again. If he can get it through you, he'll get it to you. If he knows he can trust you to be a blessing, if he knows he can trust you to be generous, he wants to bless you to be a blessing to other people today. The first thing that stands out to me here in verse 3 is that phrase that says, all the families of the earth. Church, I want you to hear your pastor today. That includes you and that includes me. We are still all the families of the earth. We are blessed because of the generosity of Abram over thousands of years ago. Some would say, now wait a minute, preacher. How are we possibly blessed by this man who lived thousands of years ago? It was through his obedience to God's promise that Abram and his descendants became the messianic nation, the lineage of Jesus Christ, which would bring about salvation for the entire world. It's because of him today that you and I have a source of salvation. His obedience, his trusting to, to God's promise, his generosity to give to the people around him and to you and I today, it all came because he was a generous man not willing to hoard it all up for himself. Notice Abram didn't say, no, 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 Lord. I don't want to give to anybody else. I just want to build bigger houses. I want to build bigger barns. I want to take care of me. I've got a portfolio to build. I've got hobbies. I need stocks and bonds. Uh, God, I've got all this stuff that I need to pay for. No, Abram was generous, and his generosity brought not only blessings to him, but to the people that were around him as well. Verse 4 says that when Abram left... His nephew Lot went with him. We often think about Abram just getting up and going by himself, but he had, he had his nephew that went along beside of him. They prospered. They were blessed as they traveled, as they journeyed. Chapter 13, uh, verses 5 through 9, tell us the story about the, the journey from where they were at to the place that they arrived at. As they traveled, the God that we love, the God that we believe in, caused them to, to be so blessed that their, their herds grew and, and the people that were with them grew and, and just this generation was rising up around them. And finally they reached a place where, where they came to a, a crossing place. And there were so many that Abram said, Listen, uh, we can't keep going this way. We've got to separate. Uh, we can't feed your goats and, and chickens and guineas and feed my goats and chickens and guineas as well. And so... Here's what we're going to do. You pick the direction first. Notice Abram didn't say, it looks like pretty green pastures over there. I think I'll go that way. You go over there in that dust bowl. You go over there where everything's dead. No, Abram said, you get to pick first, Lot. You go where you want to go. You, do, you have the best pick first. In fact, in Genesis chapter 13, verses 5 through 9, I want to read just a bit of the story. It says, Now Lot, who was moving with Abram, also had flocks and herds and tents, but the land could not support them while they, uh, they stayed together. For their possessions were so great that they were not able to stay together. And quarreling arose between Abram's herdsmen and the herdsmen of Lot, and the Canaanites and the Pezzarites and the Magites. They were all living in the land at the same time. Y'all heard of them Magites, right? Y'all are tough today. So Abram said to Lot, Let's not have any quarreling between you and I, 
but, or between your herdsmen and my herdsmen. For we're brothers. We're family. It's not the whole land before you. Let us part company. If you go left, then I'll go right. And if you go right, then I'll go left. He was being so generous with Lot that he said, you go the direction you want to go first, and then I'll take whatever's left over. How many understand, because of his generosity with Lot, God blessed him and God blessed Lot as well. Church, I want you to understand, God still expects generosity from us when we receive his blessing over our lives. God expects you and I to be generous to the people around us. In fact, Luke chapter 6 verse 38 says, If we reap so sparingly, then we'll sow sparingly. I want to reap a bounty of blessings. How about you? So I want to sow a bounty of blessings today. How about you? Luke 6 and 38 says, Give and it will be given to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, put into your bosom. For with the same measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Listen, the first thing that comes to our mind when we talk about being generous many times is money. But can I tell you the same thing applies to every area of our lives? If you desire someone to share Jesus with somebody you love, you've been praying for that husband or that wife or that aunt or that uncle or that child that's, that's gone away to the world and you're praying for somebody to witness Jesus to them, maybe you ought to sow some seeds and witness to somebody else. If you're believing God to supernaturally heal you, maybe you ought to begin to pray healing over somebody else. If you're believing for something big to happen in your life, maybe it's time for you to begin to pray for something big to happen in somebody else's life. It's generosity. It should be the prayer of every born-again believer. Lord, bless me so that I can be a blessing. Bless me so that I can bless other people. Lord, bless me so that I can bless other people. <laughs> Lord, bless me so that I can bless other people. We learn an awful lot from this story about Abram today. God spoke to him. He told him, get up and go. So he got up and went. He was obedient to what the Lord had told him to do. Uh, he said, Abram, get up and get away from everything you know. What's comfortable? What's familiar? What I see is that Abram listened and he obeyed what God told him to do. And because of it, not only was Abram blessed, but, but the people around him were blessed as well. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8, the Bible goes on to say that it was counted as faith that he obeyed God. I believe it's important today in the hour we're living in to be a people of faith. How about you? I can't even begin to tell you how many times I've I preached or I've taught from this passage, from this particular text. More times than I can recall, more times than I can count. As many times as I teach from this word, as many times as I preach from Genesis chapter 12 and talk about the story of Abram, I really wasn't expecting to have another one of those Abram moments in my own life. But that's exactly what has happened. And that's exactly what I need to talk to you about just for a little bit today. I need to let you know today that next Sunday will be our last Sunday as your pastors. God has begun to speak to our hearts. God has been stirring. God has been leading and God has been guiding. One of the things I pray that you've learned about me over the past eight years is that I'm going to do everything in my power 
to listen to the leading and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to take one step. I'm not going to do one thing that I don't feel like the Holy Spirit is leading me and guiding me in. That's why I stand before you today with a peace, knowing that it's the Holy Spirit that I'm following this morning. I have mixed emotions today. I, I'm very excited. I, I'm very anxious about the things that are in front of us. But at the same time, I'm very sad. I want you to hear me very plainly. This church has been more than a job. This church has been more than a, a place where I pastored or I ministered. This is my family. You are my family. You have been more than kind to Vonda and I over the past eight years. You've loved us with, with a freedom and a liberty that, that is rare in our world today. Some would say, Pastor, what are you doing? Where are you going? Are, are you going to pastor another church? No, friend. God hasn't opened that door. He hasn't given me that direction. I spoke to you a couple of weeks ago, in fact, a week ago, and I told you that while I was gone, the Lord had, had spoken to me very vividly at night in a dream and told me that I was supposed to be an alarm sounder. God is opening up doors of evangelism for me to go and to be an alarm sounder. I believe God is calling us to an evangelism trail. He's calling us to an evangelistic place. And that's our plans for the, for the future. I want to make it very clear also that this decision was in no way based upon anything that is currently happening at this church or that has happened in the past. We love everybody that's a part of this church or whoever has been a part of this church. Back to the story of Abram. I know without a doubt that when Abram suddenly got up and it seemed like everything was good and it seemed like everything was going fine, uh, that, that there must have been people who began to whisper and murmur and talk. Well, you know, I knew this was going to happen. I knew Abram was leaving because, you know, he just hadn't been his same self here lately. He hadn't been preaching hard. He stopped giving altar calls for salvation. He stopped working for us. And so I knew Abram was getting ready to leave. There were probably those who said, you know, he must be in a fight with his daddy. He must be in a fight with his family. Why else would he, why else would he get up suddenly and just leave? Still, there were others that probably said, you know, Oh, Abram, he must have done something wrong. They probably made him leave. I want to make it very clear this morning. I am not running off with a piano player. Thank you. <laughs> I love Dennis, and he can play a piano like nobody else, but man, he's ugly. <laughs> he's a boy. What am I supposed to say? He's pretty? I don't think so. As we share this news today, I have no doubt in my mind that there's going to be those who will say some of the things, same things about Pastor Gary that they said about Abram. The truth is Abram was only trying to obey God. And the truth is I'm only trying to do the same thing. Our memories of Lone Grove are and always will be so good. The truth is my family has dedicated our lives 
I have dedicated my life for the last eight years to you because I love you and I care about you. Come on, Gary. I believe with all my heart the best days for Lone Grove are ahead of it, not behind it. It's only through my obedience God will begin to bless in a way that it's going to blow your mind. God's already got things set in order. He's already got a plan, I believe. I've always told you as your pastor, my focus has always been it ain't about me and it ain't about you. It's about him. If I've told you that once over this last eight years, I've told you that countless times. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about the Lord. Now, if we truly, truly believe that, then this day should seem nothing more than, than a transition into a new season that's going to bring glory unto His name. I'd only ask one more thing of you. Next Sunday morning will be my last time to preach to you. But I'd ask one more thing of you as your pastor, please. And that is in the services that we have. I'm coming to preach Wednesday night. I'll be here Sunday morning. I'm going to preach just as hard in those services I ever have to you. But can we please not allow it to become a funeral? Can we not allow it to become a time of sadness? Oh, yes, we're going to shed tears. Yes, yes, there's going to be. We had the best time with our prime timers group yesterday. I love them and I know they love me and I know there's tears that will be shed. But listen, if you've trusted me, if you've trusted me over the last eight years to preach the Word of God to you, if you've trusted me over the last eight years to pray with you in these altars, if you've trusted me over the last eight years to go to the hospital and pray with you before your surgery or or visit you in your home, if you've trusted me to teach the Word of God and preach the Word of God to you, that I was led by the Spirit as I did that, then trust me today. Because I really know with all my heart, this is the Lord. Everything has its seasons. I love you. And I will always answer your phone call. I will always be there for you. We're going to follow what the Lord would have us to do as well. Yes, we're going to be close to our family. Yes, we're going to fulfill God's calling on our lives. Yes, we're going to do what we believe the Holy Spirit would have us to do. That's got to be number one. I've told you all along I wouldn't do anything until the Lord told me to. The Lord has told me to. I'd like to conclude services today with prayer. Julie, Dennis, would you guys come please and help me? Every head bowed and every eye closed. You got two more weeks of listening to me give an altar call for salvation because that's what's going to happen. I can't be who God called me to be or do what God called me to do without being obedient. And the main thing he's told me all along is to to see people saved. I'm going to sound an alarm. 
Jesus Christ is coming and he's coming soon. And the only way that we get to go to heaven is through a born-again relationship with him. Jesus said, no one comes to the Father except by me. If you're in this room today and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord of your life, then right now is your moment in time. If you're here in this room and you'd say, man, Pastor Gary, I, I sure hate to see you go, but I want to see you in heaven. I want Jesus to become my Savior. If that's you today, would you just lift your hand? I want to pray with you anywhere in this room. Family, would you stand with me today? Uh, I love y'all. There's some of you that probably want to knock me out right now. There's some of you that are probably jumping for joy inside right now. That's okay. If we really believe we're listening to God, if we truly believe we're, we're doing what God calls us to do, what does it matter? What does it matter? We're so small and insignificant compared to His plan. We're just, a, we're just a blimp on the radar. But God's got the big picture. And if we're obedient to Him, we're blessed, and the people around us are blessed as well. I want to pray over you today. I want to shake your hand. If you want to shake my hand, I'll be right here. Vonda will be right here. I'll see you tonight. And I want to pray for you. Father, Father, we believe in your plan. Father, we believe in your will. Father, we believe we're following that. Lord, I pray for these people. I love them so much. God, you put them under my trust. You put them under my guard. And Lord, I, I pray that I've done everything in my power to do that. Lord, I haven't always made popular decisions. I haven't always done what everybody thought should be done. But Lord, in it all, I always strive to please you above all other things. And God, I pray right now your blessing. Lord, as I'm obedient today, I pray blessing for this church. I pray blessings over our family as we go forward. God, I, I ask you, show us. Open doors, God. Bring the, bring the right family to lead this church Lord God I pray your will be done your plan your provision above everything else God your plan God have your way God be praised God be glorified in Jesus name amen love y'all Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Lord bless you. shine upon you be gracious to you Lord turn his face toward you 
children and their children and their children. May his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children. May his presence go before you and behind you and beside you, all around you and within you. He is with you. He is with you. May his presence go before you and behind you and beside you, all around you and within you. He is with you. He is with you in the morning and the evening and your coming your going and your weeping and rejoicing he is for you he is for you in the morning and the evening and your coming and your going and your weeping and rejoicing he is for you he is for you may his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children children and their children may his presence go before you and behind you and beside you all around you and within you he is with you he is with you in the morning in the evening and you're coming and you're going and you're weeping and rejoicing he is for you he is for you he is for you Hey. 